BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, yo, what's good? Check it out. This is your boy, Elder Sensei, one half of the legendary artifacts. You are right now in tune to my man, Tim Einenkel at the library on rapstation.com. Let's get it popping, y'all. Artifacts. Peace, Elder Sensei. I'm out. What's up, y'all? This is Tim Einenkel with The Library. Make sure to follow me on Twitter. That's at The Library with Tim. That's at The Library with Tim. Also, check me out on rapstation.com for my full interviews and also updates from all the And You Don't Stop crew. I wish you were real instead of me. This week on The Library, part one of my interview with hip-hop artist Substantial on his album, Home Is Where The Art Is. So I know you probably get to ask this a lot, but I kind of want our audience to have a better understanding of who you are. Uh, okay. So, so who is uh, Substantial? Substantial is a father, husband, MC, um, visual artist, uh, you know, uh, educator, you know what I mean? Just basically just a person about, you know, about peace, man, and just trying to push my, uh, push my people and my craft as far as possible, you know? True. Um, and your, your, your latest album, which was released in September, 2012, uh, Home is with the artists. Um, right. kind of wanted, if you could talk, like what's the concept behind the album and why the title? Yeah. So, uh, the so home is where the art is, the concept behind it, um, Basically, uh, while I was living in Baltimore, man, I was just, like really inspired by a lot of my experiences there. Also inspired by um, the art, like of the city. Like you know, I've been to Baltimore. They have these huge murals like all around the city, man, and it's beautiful. And so it's just like just constantly, like you know, in in the backdrop as you're living your day to day. So it's like you know, when you think of the saying, um, "Art imitates life," you know. Uh, I mean, it's like that comes to mind heavily when I'm like I'm riding around. So it's like I'm seeing these positive images mm. or whatever in these places where the community is kind of, you know, kind of the polar opposite of that. But it's like somebody still took the time to put something beautiful there to hopefully inspire somebody. So, you know, I don't know how it influenced other people, but basically, you know, this project is kind of what those images did for me and what my experiences uh, there uh, all, you know, well, I mean, was it some sort of, I guess I was wondering, Is it was it also some sort of reaction to, I guess, the perceived notion of what Baltimore is like or, you know, like 
you talk to people and they're like, oh, I wouldn't, you know, I would only go in these two blocks or whatnot, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely has a reputation, man. I, I just remember like traveling, whether like I'm in Chicago or whether I was like in Europe somewhere and people were like, Hey, where you from, bro? You know? Uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm from Maryland. I currently live, you know, I live in Baltimore. And like, and people, man, just like, oh my God, how's that? <laughs> you know, like, because all, all, most people knew was, you know, the wire. That was pretty much it. Right. And, uh, you know, and then like some people I thought to would actually live there for a while. And so, you know, they might have had some rough experiences there. But for me, growing up in Maryland, uh, in, in PG County to be specific, you know, Baltimore, when I was growing up, uh, I mean, yeah, it had its rough uh, uh, parts or whatever, but for me it was kind of like a getaway. Mm-hmm. When I stayed in PG, it wasn't exactly sweet either. And, uh, and you know, for me it was a getaway because I get to see my the other side of the family, man, and it was just a different experience. So, you know, I, got, I still got a lot of love for B-more, man. It's, it's a great place, you know. Nice. A lot of the artists on the uh on Homers where the artists featured are featured or are from the DC, you know, VA Maryland area. Um right. so I'm wondering obviously it's you know it's your the album is kind of a tribute to that area but you know with Definitely. the age with the age of the internet and the turnaround time, you know, you talk to artists and they're like I emailed the beat to so and so who lives in California and he emailed me back another beat, you know, um right. I guess I guess if you could elaborate more, why why continue to stay local with with, with the artists? Like why not? You know, I don't know, reach across, you know, reach across the pond or something like that. Well, I mean, you know, I definitely like I'm, you know, as a hip hop as as someone who loves hip hop, you know, you're obviously influenced by you know your not just your environment but the global hip hop community. But, you know, but the people who really kind of pushed me day to day to, to push my craft to the next level were people who were, were home with me. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, you know, I used to tell people all the time when I first moved to uh, uh, Brooklyn or whatever back in the day that, like, man, like, you know, it's dope for some of these artists around me in New York were, I was like, man, y'all really got to hear my dudes back home, man. Mm, it's nice. like, because because people just really didn't know how much talent was in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. They're starting to get an idea now. But back in the day, they had no clue, you know what I mean? Right, right. And so, I, so whenever I do my projects, man, and however I could showcase that, I definitely try to do it. But, but at the same time, you know, I've worked with artists all around the world. My first album was uh, completely produced by Japanese producers. Um, you know, my second album had production from people from, like, Finland and other parts of the country here. And even this album has two tracks from um, M Phases, which is, you know, he's a, arguably one of the biggest hip-hop producers out of Australia. Right. Um, so, you know, so I'm still I'm still with the international uh, community, too, man, building with them and, and trying to put out um, dope music with them. But, you know, I'm always going to remain loyal to my hometown, man, and, and try to promote the art here as much as possible, you know. I, w- I actually want to uh, talk about your, uh, your, your, I guess, your inspiration process to your your creative process is it easier for right. you to not just this album but any album is it easier or any song is it easier for you to kind of write have a concept write the lyrics and then talk to the producer about the beat or is it easier to have the beat first um what what works for you i mean or, or i imagine it's probably different on every track huh when i was younger when i first started writing it was it was easier for me to just kind of come up with the idea uh beforehand um, where now um, it's more about uh, now it's more about the the music or whatever. Like 
I try to be, I try to be like, you know, work as much as well like a musician as possible. And, and basically, what I do is I vibe out, I find some music or whatever that I that I really like, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I spend as much time just really just listening to it, trying to trying to approach it um, as an actual musician, um, as opposed to like, yo, I'm gonna write these dope lyrics, I'm gonna write this crazy rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Punchline, punchline, punchline. <laughs> you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's really like, how can I do something that I feel really uh, illustrates, you know, via words, really illustrates what I hear in this music? And then, like, how can I use my voice like an instrument to complement what's happening so that way I make a great song oh, as opposed to just a dope rhyme? Uh, so that's really my approach nowadays. You know what I mean? When I was younger, I was way way more aggressive with it, like, you know, like chip on my shoulder, hands up the pool, I'll try to be the best battle rapper alive. <laughs> Where now it's like, I'm really just trying to be be a great musician, man, and make time with music, um, you know, whether I'm rhyming or not, you know? Cool. I want to go back to uh, uh, Home Is Where The Art Is. What, what is your, uh, I guess, two questions. What's the most personal song on the album for you? And then it could right. be the same thing, but what's the most, what's your favorite song on the album? The most personal song for me uh, would be Omoja. I ain't even gotta know you to show you love. Cause nowadays complete strangers could be your blood. So I treat everybody like a cuz on GP. I took your attitudes, which we love to bleak me. Everybody Basically it's because the first verse is me just building like talking about my relationship with my wife. Um and the importance that's played, you know, and, and like everything I do. Mm. And then uh the second verse talks about my family. Uh, you know, in our relationship and, and everything. And then the third and final verse talks about, like, basically, like, my work in the community and, like, you know, just trying to, to give back and build with people out here to, you know, to better our surroundings. Uh, so that track right there is easily the, the most personal track on the record because it's basically dealing with my idea of if I'm going to go out here and try to unify people or, like, make things better, like, you know, it starts at home. Like, I have to start with, you know, like, basically making sure my home or whatever, my relationship with my wife and, and my child is as as great as it possibly can be, mm. you know what I mean? So yeah. I can be an example for these same people I'm reaching out to. And, um, and then just, you know, talking about my influence my family has on that and how before I'm trying to inspire the world, you know, it's like I got to try to basically lift up the people closest to me and, uh, you know, and so that, that's really what that song was trying to capture. So it's definitely a personal record. As far as my, my favorite, uh, I mean, it changes, man. Like one <laughs> week it might be it might be this song and next week it might be that. Um, but I would say the song that was probably the most fun for me to write, um, oh, man, like I would probably say it would have to be checked by resume. Nice. And it's really just because I like coming up with challenges. Like, how can I do a song that keeps with the tradition of hip-hop and it's trash talk, but at the same time be a unique concept that's something, something that someone hasn't really heard. And so that way it still has some substance, you know? Just go, dig, jump. 
name substantial, address none yet. Baltimore resident, but people know I'm from the county where the prince is a G. It's the wonder that even in the dead of winter, the block is live in summer where dudes got And that was a fun song to write, man. Like really kind of taking taking my career or whatever and, and breaking it down and resonate for him, but he is, you know, he around, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, just had a lot of fun with that. And Odyssey, you know, body to beat, man, really did his thing. So, you know, it was a lot of fun to write to and, and listen to, <laughs> at least for me. So actually, I, I continue with the album, um, Home is Where the Art Is. Uh, it starts with, uh, the first track is Spilled Milk. Man, it's hard when you see more bills than checks. That's why I push your ex people wheels, no flex. While I write day and night just to deal with stress. Walk these DMV streets like I'm still the best. Even though I got an overdrawn account waiting no collab. And then the last track is, it ends with a great play. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. When my last experience has been acquired, I've arrived at the dig that will expire. Yes. I hope I am surrounded by extraordinary folks that I admire. Yes. And hopefully you feel that I've inspired. Yes. Nothing here is certain, no. except the show must end and they'll eventually close the curtain. Yeah. But will my life be worthy of the encore? You know, two, two tracks you could say um, with the message that I'm blessed, with, be bl- pretty much be blessed with what you have. Don't stress over what you have, because by the end of the day, you're fine. Um, right. Curious was, I mean, one was that on purpose, and two, why do that? I mean, definitely, man. Um, as somebody who works with kids, right? Mm-hmm. Part of what you end up doing, uh, you know, you talk to people, you see what's going on. Oftentimes, when when a child or anybody comes to you with a problem, you know, it's like some problems are, are bigger than others, you know. But in the grand scheme of things. You know, the one thing I've learned to be true uh, throughout my life is that it's bad. It's never as bad as you really think it is. You know, and 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 like, and even if it is bad, there's always somebody out here whose life is like you know far more challenging and going through far worse things than you are. Right. And so, it's really just trying to be an optimist, man. Like just constantly trying to to find some good. And you know, I was just telling my wife the other day, man, like. I didn't expect to even be alive at this point, bro. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, man. Like, I, I really didn't think I was going to be here. But I am. And so, now that I am, I'm not going to be walking around like, you know, Debbie Downer, just negative all the time. You, you know, it's I can't do it. Because, like, I straight up, like, you know, on everything, dog. On my mama's mama, I did not think I was going to live to be the age that I am. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, wow. so, so, now that I'm here, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and, you know, and it's like, I mean, from surviving situations with people shooting at me or people in my neighborhood, from, you know, going through a, a preventative surgery or whatever to prevent cancer, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, all the stuff that I, I mean, I, you know, I just had to, to really capture that with the first song and then with Close Out with Grateful to let people know that, yo, I appreciate every blessing I have. And it's just like, yo, let me reiterate to you. It's like, yo, uh, you know, it's like I'm not going to cry about all of this stuff, man. I'm going to just keep pressing on and try to shine light and as much light as I can to keep inspiring other people to do the same. You know what I mean? You have, I mean, it, it's it's prevalent that, and I know you work with kids and a lot of, I mean, you, you your music is used, you, you're trying to use your music to inspire. But I, I want to kind of dig a little right. deeper. Um, besides inspiration, what a couple of questions. Like, what, what purpose does music serve for you? 
Uh, and then how much of how much of your music is autobiographical, and how much is it? Are you using it to be a voice for other people, or you know, like a voice for the voiceless? I want to say, you know, it's it's kind of like I want to say it's fifty fifty, but the reality of it is, I think with every song I do, it's a little bit of both. Mm. It's, even when I do something fictional, you know, like I put some of my truths in there. So, um, but ultimately, and, and then the flip side is, even when I do something that's kind of me speaking for someone else. It's like, you know, it's, or not for correction, even when I do something for, uh, like, about my life, oftentimes, you know, I'm speaking on it and I'm trying to, you know, uh, basically be as open as possible about that particular thing because I've learned that as personal as I think these situations are, there are other people who can relate to it. And so, um, you know, I think the, the, the longer I've been doing it and the more I've met people, who, who can relate to, to some of the strangest things that have happened to me. You know, like when I meet, when, those situations make me want to write more things kind of opening up about what's happened to me. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so I think, you know, even in those situations, I'm still kind of speaking for other people, even though that wasn't necessarily the intent when I wrote it, you know? Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's a little bit of both, you know? Uh, I want to continue with your writing process. I know, uh, you know, through... Through friends uh, that you're, you 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 also write spoken word, um, right? So and I and I and I and I've seen I haven't been to a show, but I've definitely seen you know uh, on, online shows that you you know cut the beat and you've done acapella. How is your writing approach, if at all, different uh, when you write for spoken word versus when you, you know, when you when you know you're gonna have when you write a rap lyric, like when you know you're gonna have a beat behind you, uh, right. you know, because a lot of times you could always, you, I think with uh, if you have a beat behind you, you, you could always kind of have a throwaway lyric here and there because you have a right. you know you have a beat. Uh, but with spoken word, it's every word counts. So I guess, how, how do you right. approach those differently, or do you? Well, what I do is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily separate the two. I think that, I think that the greatest, the greatest rap lyrics, for the most part, are poetry, with mm. or without the music. Like you know, the greatest rap lyrics we've ever known, <laughs> you know, are very poetic. You know what I mean? Like, granted, the beat might have been what sold you on it. You know, but when you take that music away, like, you know, you think of some of the greatest songs that Nas has written and, and you read them, it's still pretty amazing. You know, I don't know how, like, folks feel about Jay, but even some of Jay-Z stuff, like, when you just read it, like, I've read his book, Decoded, and some of, and some of the lyrics, it's like, they read really well because it's, it's, it's written very well. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, most deaf, a long list of people I can think of where they're just great writers. And so I... At a, a very young age or whatever, I stopped separating the two and, and recognized that, you know, man, like, I think I think I can go ahead and 
and write some like powerful pieces and, and put it to music and still do my best to make every word count. You know, now everything might not be as clever or or be about oohs and ahs, but I still make sure that I like in those moments. You know, it's like it's not necessarily filler. I just make sure I make a statement that resonates. You know what I mean? Mm. So this might not have been the creative thing to say in this particular place, or the flow might not have been the illest thing you've ever heard, but this particular statement needed to be made. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so and so I made it or whatever, and, you know, pray, uh, like hopefully this resonates with somebody, you know? And so, and it's funny, man, like you, when and the more and more you do it, you start to see <laughs> some of the things that you know aren't necessarily the most impressive things you've ever written somehow resonate more than the ones that are, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think, you know, I, so I think that was really the best approach for me. It was just to treat this writing, you know, like to treat like the rhymes I was writing more like poetry. And that's when I kind of strayed a little way, you know, I still write a battle rhyme here and there, but I kind of strayed away from uh, trying to quote unquote convince every the world I was the best rapper ever. <laughs> and, and focus more on like, man, how can I just write words and, and uh, really and messages that really resonate with people? You know what I mean? Come on, things ain't what they seem. You don't know who to believe. From the preachers to thieves, you better watch out. They wanna get what you got, wanna be what they not. They don't know when to stop. You better watch out. Earth is on the prize. Wanna slice of the pie? Got our eyes on the prize. You better watch out. When 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 did you know you wanted to write? I know and I know your 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 passion for writing kind of has kind of fueled your your passion for hip hop. Uh, so when 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 did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Oh man, um, I probably started writing when I was ten, but it was around the time um, I was fourteen that I really was like, man, I'm I'm a really you know, I'm gonna really push and see how far this can take me. You know, yeah, I had to be like, yeah, I want to say it was like 14. I think I was 15 when I recorded my first demo. So, I want to go. I, I I heard an interview. Um, you said, um, and this is a quote: "We all question whether or not we're doing the right thing, but if it feels right to you, if it is just constantly th this thing that's just eating away at you, then do it. Don't make any excuses about it. Do it." When you get to that point yeah. where you feel like you've reached your goal, you'll be surprised of how many people you've inspired along the way. So I have a few questions. Have you have you reached your goal? And if so, how do you keep up the passion for what you do? And then when do you know it's time to stop doing what you're doing? Hmm. Um, I think I've reached some of my goals. Uh, you know, like, uh, I think sometimes people... People are under the misconception that you can only have one goal, you know. Yeah. And so there are, I mean, we set lots of goals for ourselves, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I would say that I've definitely accomplished several of my goals. Um, and But the thing is, I'm consistently setting new goals for myself, looking for, for new challenges for myself, new things to accomplish, and, you know, new ventures to take and and just constantly, you know, pushing myself, you know, and trying to be the that renaissance man, if you will, and just chase whatever passions I have, uh, you know, man, just consistently chasing chasing my dreams, uh, you know. And so, uh, you know, a great book for people to read, man, um, uh, 
was it Gordon Parks had a book called uh, To Smile in Autumn. Mm. And, like, Gordon Parks, man, is an amazing, like, he, he was an amazing man. Like, he just accomplished so much, man. You know, he, he was a, a journalist, a photographer. He's written, like, concertos. Like, uh, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he scored, like, music for, like, movies he's directed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and and this dude did half of what I was saying, like, by the time he was in his 40s or something like that. Wow. But even on to, like, you know, um, you know, the latter days of his life or whatever, later in his life, he still was, like, coming up with new challenges for himself, you know? Um, like, I mean, like, people forget, Gordon Parks directed Sam. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On, on top of being, like, arguably the greatest, like, African-American photographer, like, ever, right. you know? Um, and so I think it's not so much of knowing when it's time to stop something, it's just really one of them things that, like, if this particular thing isn't interesting to you anymore, it's not necessarily means you don't you have to stop doing it. Because maybe you need to find something else a little more interesting to you, you know, that or there might be something else you enjoy to do, but you haven't really spent a lot of time doing it. So maybe you kind of shift gears for a minute and do that. For example, you know, I have a visual arts background, and up until I, uh, even though I've been still doing graphic design, I, I design a lot of my own cover art. Um, you know, but like up until I did Home is Where the Art Is, I hadn't really been inspired to really get heavy back into into the art scene or whatever. And I, I'm not just talking about graphic design, but like fine art, like mm-hmm. drawing, painting, and you know, uh, photography, like whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And ever since I, I put the album out, like it's like you know that record has been a huge inspiration for me to to pick the. To, to pick the pencil back up or, or the marker, you know what I mean, working on my graph art again and, and everything else. Uh, you know, like the, the Jack and Jill mixtape I just put out, like right. I, you know, the Jill, uh, the, the image of Jill Scott is actually a hand-drawn cover that I did that I later colored in Photoshop. You oh, know? wow, nice. So, I mean, do, do you envision yourself doing like a graphic artist uh, book, kind of like a, a Justin Bua or something like that? Um, I mean, I don't know so much you know, like, I don't know where I'm going to take it. I definitely want to put together some shows of my work, you know, but, like, um, but right now I, I kind of feel as though I need to spend way more time just tightening up what I do, you know, and the stuff that, you know, everybody's their own worst critic. So I'm definitely trying to uh, just tighten tighten this stuff up. It's kind of like the same way I approach my music. You know, I might like something I, I made, but if I'm not completely blown away by it or think that it's, like, great, I'm probably not going to put that song out. Mm. So my art, my visual art, the same way. I mean, I've, I've probably done, like, thousands of drawings and paintings and all types of other stuff in printmaking um, and prints um, over the years, but, you know, there's a reason why you don't see all of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so, so you know, I, I'm thinking about actually putting together a year anniversary show for homers where the art is but it's strictly be like artwork that i've created um over that period of time you know take the best pieces and put them in a show or something so we'll see you know uh and as you mentioned and you know as i read you you, you obviously you're an educator you work a lot with kids uh right. so i want to kind of give you a what if um let's say obviously making millions in this business uh in this art right. form doesn't necessarily mean you're a good artist you know it's whatever right uh, it's like, I don't know, which is a sad statement, but, uh, that said, let's say you did make millions in 
uh, this art, would you stop your work with kids? No, sir. No, sir. If I was making millions off of art, I mean, off of my, my art or my music or whatever, uh, I, I literally, the program that I've been brainstorming on for years, like, I basically, it would be in existence, you know, I, I'd have it operating in some of the communities I live in, and um, and then I'd probably be putting a portion of what uh, what I'm making towards several programs that I know for a fact do great work with kids that I've worked with. Uh, I definitely will be putting more, you know, like basically for the time I couldn't be there, they'd be receiving the resources they need uh, because I couldn't physically be there as much for whatever reason. So, you know, like I'm, I'm very clear on, on the what if, like if, if things changed overnight and I had the resources to do what I needed to do, the plans are already set for all of those things because literally, you know, some of those things, all it takes right now is, is you know, I got the people in the in the drive to do it. It's just the resources are missing. So, yeah, so, I mean, I definitely, uh, that would not stop, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. Substantial. Two albums out, Home is Where the Art Is and Jack and Jill. Everyone get those. Uh, thanks yes, so much sir. for joining me, man, on uh, The Library with Tim Einicke, which is on Andy Don't Stop with Chuck D. Yeah, man, thanks for having me, brother. Monday fresh for my hour commute Cause at least five days a week I'm with the youth Teaching them how to chase dreams While they stay clean And try to avoid parenthood while they teen Tuesday Find me on UAU Street With the guards and mama sauce and love beats Wednesday I'm wrapping up rhymes and so sick Spend a couple hours tweaking my show this Thursday I'm at the crib trying to recline with the wife And spend a little quality time Gotta let go of any stress cloud in my mind When they try to hold me back Man, the harder I climb Friday Ret to go lock the Load about to let it flow, then bless the show. No time to chill, gotta work tonight. Big and slow, trying to move all this merchandise. Sad, my voice with some honey and hot tea. Pay a couple bills with the money it got me. Head to the park with my lady and baby. Relax, cause the rap game be making me crazy. Sunday, grab my pad, hit the last what I do. Lay down, focus with why you today. Now you and yours are tuned in. Got another one all aboard the movement. Let's go. Keep the movement moving. Groovers grooving, what we do, what we doing, get down, stand back, let me see them hands clap, alright, we be rocking it all night, we keep the movement moving, the groove is grooving, what we do, what we doing, get down, stand back, let me see them hands clap, yeah, yeah. alright, we be rocking it all night. Now one, one, two is when I'm checking the mic, and I can take it off the top and flex something up right, just to warm it up, make sure my vocals is heard, check the monitors, that's the stuff that I had to learn, if the beat is kind of cranking and your words start sinking in the water, get the gist up. With a brother spit so Taking in the info Given by my kinfo Just so that we grow Cause we tryna let them know So gonna be rockin' I'ma kick that bro non-stop Kinda hip-hop Push it up a couple notches Switch up the stuff If you gettin' too monotonous Why you what's up saying to ya We got this In control Fast or slow And you know that I'ma do my thing So uh Can you hold that Free fall I'll be on ya That is the format Far from predictable Stop It's some of y'all that Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.